While they were singing this, I just kept on waiting. You keep on getting better. Every day gets sweeter. And I was taken to the 34th Psalm. It said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Praise. Well, his, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know what you've been facing. But I'm going to tell you something. Regardless of what it is, regardless of what it will be, He keeps on getting better. And every day keeps getting sweeter. It says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Exalt His... I don't know what you came here for. If you came here to be entertained, I... Take in the good way. We'll see you later. But if you came to lift up the name of Jesus and you came expecting, I tell you, you are in the right place. I came with a, with, a, with a spirit of expectation this morning. I'm expecting to leave this place different than I came in. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked into Him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. The poor man cried and He heard him and He saved him out of all his troubles. Do you remember the day that He reached way down and pulled you out? I don't know. I don't know what you're going through. But I'm telling you, nothing is greater than Him. Nothing can outweigh Him. Nothing can outdo Him or outlast Him. So this poor man cried, the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. And the angel of the Lord encamps around about them who fear Him and delivers Him. Oh, taste! Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts Him. I hope you came this morning to taste and see that He is good. I want you to start singing that every day or He's sweeter. And I want you to forget about what's going on yesterday, a month ago, or what you think might happen tomorrow. Right now, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. This is the day the Lord has made. And I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Lift up His name. Let's praise Him and exalt Him together this morning. To us, always. I know that when, if, if you look and pay attention to anything, it's nuts, essentially. But He don't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Chaos, turmoil, wickedness is nothing new to God. It's nothing that is new to Him because the, the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. But if there's ever been a time for the church to be the church, the body to be the body, to be the hands and the feet, allow Him to continue to be the head. But not just be the mouth, but to be the body of Christ, it's now. It's now. And I felt this morning as I was sitting in my office, I didn't say anything to anybody, but I just felt compelled for us to go to the Lord in prayer. One, just to thank Him and praise Him for who He is. But specifically for the law enforcement of this nation. Because anything they do right now can't be right in man's eyes. But they need protection. They took an oath to serve and protect the people. And for every one that's not so good, there are thousands and thousands that have took, taken that oath and they stand by it. You need to lift them up in prayer. All the police chiefs across this land, those officials that, that have been placed in position that the Lord has allowed to one, 
seek wise counsel, but that the Lord would put people and place people in their path that would speak wisdom and truth and the Word of God into their lives. And for God to move in this land like never before. Because out of chaos and out of all the destruction and the craziness going on, God still reigns and He still rules. Now is not the time to hide. It's time to stand and be the church. So if you will, join me and let's go to prayer. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you are almighty, that you are the beginning and the end. You're the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord. We come to you in the name of Jesus. The only way we can, the only way we know how. Lord, and we praise you that there is still power in your blood. Lord, that the power that's in there is nothing, that, that the things that are going on in this nation are no match for you. But Lord, you would bring, pre, bring peace to the storm. Lord, that you would, you would protect the people. Lord, protect the law enforcement of this land. That you would surround them with your protection and, and lead them and guide them. And Holy Spirit, we ask for your guidance, not only in the church, but Lord, let us be a voice that's heard in this nation. Lord, let us not tuck tail and run, but let us stand firm upon your word. Lord, let us stand and proclaim the gospel. Lord, let us live the gospel. That you would move through this land again, Lord. Lord, bring revival, but Lord, let it start in us. Lord, let change begin in us. Lord, we're not asking you to change everything else. Change us first, Father. Lord, I pray that you would move. Lord, let us, let us be obedient to your leading and your guiding. I pray you'll bless the tithe and the offering we're going to receive. We would continue to be good stewards of what you've blessed us with. We give you praise, honor, and glory in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. The children's... Man up here, sounds good. Um, well, it's a privilege, amen, minister this morning. Uh, as always, uh, you know, brother did send me a text. I'm sitting there in the office just doing what I do. Said, uh, you're preaching Sunday morning in just a couple weeks. So um, it goes like that sometimes. Um, but uh, if you have your Bibles, be turning to Genesis chapter 32. Vanessa's probably thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> I gave her something else. This is this was part of it, though. But we're going to be in Genesis 32 tonight. Uh, I want to make mention of more of you Monday once again. I believe that it's probably one of the, be if not the best kept secret that we got here. Um, the Lord's moving, point blank, period. And not only that, but again, I want to stress it is geared toward the youth, but it's an all-out church service. Um, so. Just, just make your plans to come be with us. You can get food, fellowship, and the word all in one, along with the time of worship. We have altar call, all that. I mean, it's literally what we do here Sunday morning. I'd say it's more like a Sunday night. Um, that's what More of You Monday is. It's, it's literally the same as a Sunday night, I'd say. So uh, just do all you can to be with us. Maybe some of you have been here for a while. But you never came to a more of you Monday, and uh, we'd like that to change. But it's normally Melissa or myself uh, ministering, and once in a while we'll have a guest speaker, um, be it from this church normally. So just uh, keep that in mind and be with us. But if you come to hear the word this morning, amen. Uh, Genesis chapter 32, beginning in verse 24. Uh, I wanted a, a shouting message, a happy message, a message that everyone would love me and all that. And uh, I pray that you still will and things like that. I'm not sure how it will come out, but I'm just following the Lord. But we see in the life of Jacob something that we all need to learn. 
And I'm going to be reading verses 24 through 30 this morning, but I just, uh, again, I don't know, to be honest, sometimes you, you, as a minister, you write it all down and it's just perfect. It's all in order. You get it together in a moment's time. Other times it, it, it's more, it takes longer and it, you have a hard, even though it's in your soul, you have a hard time putting it on paper. So, but nevertheless, uh, it's not my job, amen. It's the Holy Spirit. So, uh, Beginning in verse 24, it said, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. That man was Jesus Christ himself, uh, to be point blank with you. Verse 25, And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaks. And he said, I will not let you go except you bless me. Amen. Though Jacob was crippled, though he was broken, though he was shattered, he said, I will not let you go except you bless me. And he said, verse 27, and he said unto him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And the Lord said, your name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince have you power with God and with men and have prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray you, your name. And he said, Wherefore is it you do ask after my name? He should have already known, to be honest, of course, that it was the Lord. And the Lord blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, or Peniel, however you'd like to say it. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. From this, uh, I suppose I could preach a what we would call or recognize as an experience with God, things like that. Uh, you must have an experience with God if you haven't yet. And we may touch on that here this morning, but more so I want to talk about learning to trust in the Lord. Amen. That's Jacob's life. And, uh, that's what his life represents, is learning that sanctification process. And I want to preach a message entitled I, I i had a hard time i had a song in my soul though and and most of you know it don't get it complicated but also there's that that good old song that says i can't even walk without you holding my hand and so that's what we're going to minister here tonight let's pray heavenly or this morning let's pray heavenly father we come to you in jesus name i uh, thank you for this time i pray that you would anoint me here this morning Say what it is that you want said in the way that you want it said. Lord, I don't know the needs here this morning, but I know that you do, and I pray that you would do what only you can do. The things you specialize in are impossible, and I don't know who it is here that needs to hear this, but you do know. And Lord, I pray that right now in the name of Jesus, you would begin to deal with that heart, touch that soul, strengthen and encourage where it is needed. Teach us to trust you. Teach us to lean upon you in everything that we do. It's in Jesus' name we pray, everyone said, amen, amen and amen. amen. When, every, when everything happened, I'm talking about lockdown, I'm talking about pandemic, epidemic, however you want to say it, the first thing that everyone said, and I agree with this, everyone and their moms made a Facebook post, I did too, amen, and uh, but one of the first things everyone said, and it was right, because I, I, like I said, I made one myself, Everyone in this world did that was, a, so, that was a Christian made a post talking about what they felt the Lord was saying at that time and things like that. And from what I gathered, 
I don't know about you, but 95 to 99% of everyone that I've seen was talking about seek the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Go into your bedroom and close the door, lock the door, don't come out till you hear from God. All those things, and I agree with that with all my heart. Because if you don't have a prayer life, you ain't going to make it. Amen? And that's point blank, period. And so we, 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 as Christians, I don't ever want to take a, when I'm talking about trusting the Lord, when I'm talking about faith, when I'm talking about learning how to believe God, because we can't live this thing without that. Amen? I don't want to get away from prayer because Jesus said, you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen? We don't live, we, 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 we live by the word of God. So we have to study the Word. We have to make ourselves available. We have to consecrate ourselves, dedicate ourselves unto God and make time for Him. I'm talking about a prayer life. What is that? That's simply talking to God. We get it all complicated, but it's talking to God. Our relationship with Christ is a type of, is, is a type of marriage. Amen? I don't know, about, but if I didn't talk to Melissa for a week, it'd be a rough one, buddy. Amen. She don't talk to me sometimes, though, but <laughs> we won't go there. But nevertheless, nevertheless, if I don't talk to the Lord Jesus Christ, there ain't going to be no relationship. You can say you got faith. You can say you trust God. You can say you believe God. But if you don't talk to him, I doubt that you're serving him because and understand this, uh, I almost said young people, we got young people in here, but understand this, everybody, that he will talk to you. <laughs> Hello? I'm not talking about lightning crashing in front of your car and, and these things. I'm talking about the still small voice. I'm talking about when you open your Bible, it'll be right there. I'm talking about another believer will come up to you, not tell you that you're getting a Mercedes Benz, not tell you that you're getting a Lamborghini, but they will tell you, the Lord put this on my heart, that you're going to be used to preach the gospel, things like that. That's what I'm talking about. So, so, but God uses people, God uses his word, God uses sermons, God uses songs. But at the same time, if we don't learn to trust him, with our heart, then it's all in vain. Amen. So what I'm talking about is when everything was locked down and we said, go in your prayer closet. I understand that and I agree with that. But when you come out of there, the devil is waiting. Amen. And this thing is, this thing is spiritual warfare. Amen. But it's fought by faith, resting in what Jesus has already done. It ain't even you that fights it. Hello? It's him that fights it for you. Amen? Through you. Amen? As you look to him, as you trust in him, that at the cross of Calvary, every bondage of darkness was broken. At the cross of Calvary, my sins were forgiven. At the cross of Calvary, healing is there if I need it. At the cross of Calvary, deliverance is there if I'm struggling with sin. Do you get what I'm talking about here this morning? That's just what it, that's all we have to do is believe that and rest in that and look to Jesus author and finisher of our faith. Amen? But Jacob, his life was, he, went, he did it the hard way. I'll say it that way. He, you know the story, the, the Bible said that he would, he would have the birthright, not Esau. 
God said that, but yet he went about to get it himself. He went about, so God already spoke, amen? God said, this is what it is. All Jacob had to do was believe it, but he said, but he deceived his own father, really, because Isaac's eyes were dim, amen? If you don't know the story, you can go back and read it, but someone said this about Jacob. He said, it said his life represents sanctification. Well, hold on, before I say that, let me say this. Jacob's history teaches the lesson which the natural will is so unwilling to learn that planning for self instead of resting in the hand of God brings sorrow. There are two grand points brought out in Jacob's history. God's purpose of grace on the one hand and on the other self-will plotting and scheming to reach what that purpose would have infallibly brought about without any plot or scheme at all. You see, we want to do something for God. Amen? We want to be something for God. And that's right. We want to, to sing. We want to play. We want to preach. We want to share the gospel. But do we have a faith of our own? Because if we don't, we miss it all. And if we don't have a faith of our own, we can't get to that place and have the character that we should have because when we get to where we're called to be by God without knowing how to live by faith, you'll get there but crumble because you didn't learn how to live for him on a daily basis. I'm getting in the mud now. Amen. We're getting to the bottom because this is just what it is. And I've, there's been too many preachers down through the ages fail. Too many preachers, down through, and we all fail, but fall away and not be used to the degree that they could have been used because they didn't learn how to live for God. Now, we want sanctification. Amen? Let me say this. Abraham's life, Jacob's grandfather, represents justification. It took about 12 chapters to describe that. Jacob's life, sanctification. You can get saved in a moment. Amen. If you're here today, you ain't saved. All you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Sorry for what I'm done, what I've done, who I am, who I've become. Would you come into my heart, save my soul? I'm sorry. And he'll do it. And you say, I believe he died for me, rose again. You'll be saved. But getting saved and staying saved are two different things. Amen. Bible said that See, we want big things, but the Bible said that this is the will of God, even your sanctification. Jesus said in John 8, he said, you shall know the truth, the truth shall make you free. Now, why didn't he say the truth shall set you free? Now, I, I, you may have heard this illustration before. If I take this bottle of water, and it's right here, I don't, you, you guys over there might not be able to see it, but if, I, if, I, if it's there, and I set it over here, I set it free, so to speak. But if I put it here, and then I set it over here, and then I make something else, that's a different story. You get what I'm saying? He's going to set you free from the world. That's the first thing. He sets you free. But he wants to make you into something new. And I'm here to tell you, God ain't into to repairing things. God ain't into making things a little bit better. He don't, he don't increase the old nature and make it better. He's into tearing it down and reconstructing it. Glory to God. I'm talking about he's going to make something new out of you. That's why a brother can go to prison, come out, 
went through all kind of hell in there, but come out be a new man because he meant the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about a power that's greater than anything you ever heard of, and it's not in anything we do. It's not in anything we try to do, but it's in Jesus Christ alone. Glory to God. But he is enough to sanctify us. Amen? We say that we believe God. Amen? We say, we sing the songs every single week. But I'm talking about, a, I can't get past this, a faith of our own. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, uh, uh, are we missing it? I'm talking about, brother, I can't, I can't describe to you what I feel. I'm talking about going throughout your day. Because you can't read and pray and sing songs in your car all day long. But when you're not praying and reading and studying and fasting, you're still saved. You still are a person. God isn't saying, alright, you're not praying, you're done. Alright, he's not fasting, you're done. It ain't like that. It's living by faith that Jesus is enough for everything. Amen. I'm here to tell you, he is enough for everything. Glory to God. Not just some things. Amen. We want part of him, but when you take all of him, you're going to see that he's enough for everything. Amen. I said everything. And if you ain't come to that place, then perhaps this word is for you because I could have preached something else. Amen. I had something, all this other pretty stuff that would have went good, would have sounded good, but I'm talking about wrestling with God. Amen. Jacob was left alone, the Bible said. When the rubber meets the road, we all got to be left alone at some point. Because it ain't you and your mom, it ain't you and your dad, it ain't you and your grandpappy and your grandmommy, it's you. That's going to stand before God. So I have to be alone with him. Amen. And Jacob's life, though he planned, plotted, schemed, all that stuff. He would even pray at times and ask God to bless his plans when it should have really been the other way around. Amen? But Jacob was left alone with God. I remember when I was in Bible college, I'm talking being in church six days a week for four years almost. And I'm not, I, I was raised in church somewhat, went to church with my grandmother maybe 10, 15 times a year. So I knew the gospel, but I went to her house, things like that, loved her. She'd tell me the gospel. Terrence, it, sometimes she'd even say, hey, Terrence, you've been watching Brother Swagger? Hey, Terrence, you've been watching Brother Gabe? And I'd just be honest and I'd say, no, I haven't. You know, I'd, be, I'd just be real. But... I ended up getting saved nevertheless, and just a couple years later, went to Bible college. Now there, I, I believe that I was under the best teaching, the best preaching, the best everything. I'm talking just best music, all that. But to be honest, I'm talking about something. You see what I'm talking about? Jacob being left alone, you can't learn that in the classrooms. You can't learn that behind the desk. You can't learn that even sitting here. Do you get what I'm saying? If we miss, if we, if we go, see the gospel is so simple, so many people miss it, but it's simple, but it's not easy. Amen? Because it's contrary to who we are. Amen? Am I getting anywhere today? I'm talking about 
this thing is the best life you could ever live. But if you go about to live it the wrong way, it's the worst life you could ever live. <laughs> there ain't, there's no in-between. This is, this is all or nothing. Every day gets sweeter. Every day gets better. That's it. But if you live it within your flesh, within your strength, within your mind, within your wisdom, then it, it, it ain't going to be what you thought it was going to be. And a lot of people walk away because they get disappointed. Amen? But what I'm talking about, you can't learn behind the classroom desk. What I'm talking about, you can't learn here, per se. You can learn about it. You see, Peter said, grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're growing in knowledge right now. When, I'm, when we're talking, when Jason's talking, when we're preaching, when we're saying, you're growing in the word in your head. Amen? But when you walk out, because you're here, how many hours in a week? Once. <laughs> something, 90, I don't remember. But we're here for four hours a week. Amen? And, and I'm here more than that. We're, we're, we're here Sunday through Wednesday every night pretty much. Worship practice, more of you Monday, Wednesday night Bible study, Sunday night. But, but it's easy to get lost in the religious things. This is what's been the problem for, for decades, hundreds of years. Getting lost in the religious things because the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. He shall direct your paths. He'll take care of it all. Amen? So what I have to learn is, Lord, I can't do it on my own. I need you to do it for me. Amen? But Jacob was left alone. And I don't know where you're at. You may feel alone. Hello? Today. You may, you may with everything that's gone on, I don't know where you're at. That's between you and God. But it may be because he's trying to bring you to the place of trust in him. Amen? Other people can't learn this lesson for you. Amen? Other people can't learn this lesson for me. That's one thing, I, what I'm talking about, though, when I say Bible college, best preaching, best teaching, but, but when the rubber meets the road and I've been out now for two years, I'm learning now what they were teaching me. You get what I'm saying? I've got to trust God. Amen? I've got to trust God for, for, for not only that which is inward, but outward, and we're going to get there in a minute. But it said, before I go there, it said, there wrestled a man with him. Hello? We say, oh, brother, you've got to wrestle with God, wrestle with God, wrestle with God. I agree with that. I, I'm being real. You've got to get to God with prayer. I mean, whatever it takes to get to God, get to God. Don't let that pass you. But God was wrestling with him. Do you get what I'm saying? Someone said justification is God fighting for us. Sanctification is God fighting in us. God wants to get that out of your life which is displeasing to him, which is flesh, which is self, which is what you want, what you desire, what you think is best, all that stuff. Amen. I told, I told half of these people already know what I'm about to say. I told this ten times by now. Uh, I'll just share it because it isn't in my notes. I hate sharing it because it still makes me mad. But here I am, pocket full of cash, all that stuff, going to the dealership, and I'm trying to get this big bad truck, whatever, for no reason. Just because, just because the opportunity presented itself, wanted to be cool, 
drove out of Hickory, this, that, and test drove the thing. It's got fire red seats. It's got, it's got mean exhaust, all that. I mean, it's ready to roll. All I got to do is get in it and drive it away. But in my heart, the whole time I'm test driving it, God's saying, not right now. <laughs> and you talk about, brother, getting mad. Why not? <laughs> I got everything I need. My credit score's perfect. Uh, the money's in my pocket, this, that, putting the down payment down, and I'll just make the payments. Go day after day, week after week, get it done, enjoy it, have a blast, have a ball. See, I'm talking about trusting God with smaller things, and once you learn this, your Christian friends are going to say you're different. Hello? I'm going to be real. This is why people hate Jimmy Swagger, because he says, <laughs> he says that when you go as deep as you should, people won't understand. When you cut off the rock and roll music in your car, amen? I'm not going to go there, but when we shut that off, when we, when, when we listen to the voice of God and we say no to things that don't even make sense, our even Christian friends wonder what in the world are you doing. I didn't say they're Baptists, but I thought it. But nevertheless, went, got the, I was looking at the truck, whatnot, went in the brother's office, and he was the, the manager of the whole place. Good, good guy, too. I got along with him. Um, young black brother, he was probably 30. Here I am, 23. We get along, this, that. He pulls out his car thing. I see he got a Pittsburgh Steelers thing. I was like, man, I'm a Steelers fan, too. All that. And he's thinking, I got this, brother. <laughs> I'm selling this truck. And he was a Lakers fan. I'm a Clippers fan. Uh, the whole nine yards. We, he's from Brooklyn. My brother lives in Brooklyn. Not, we were just rolling, brother. I mean, it was just going. And he thought, for sure, I'm selling this thing. But in my soul... I'm thinking, I, I just can't, unless something's going to have to happen crazy. There was a little tear in the front seat, a little rip, a little gouge, just a little bit, showed the foam in the seat. That was the only part wrong with the hole inside. And he said, what would it take, because, you know, he knew I was doubtful. He said, what would it take for you to, 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 for, for you to buy this truck? What would I have to do? I said, man, to be honest, there's a mean, there's a cut in the front seat. He said, all right, let me go talk to my guy, see what I can do. He went out there, talked to him, came back said, uh, all right, so this is what I can do. Uh, we're going to put all new leather in it, all black, front and back. I said, uh, wow, you know, really? And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, I just, I was like, brother, to be in because it wasn't fully piled. I was like, man, I just don't know if I can do it, this, that. And, and he's like, I don't understand. You know, I usually, if I want a car, I go buy one. And I was like, wow, I feel real stupid now. But, but I know that. But I did not tell him that I got the Holy Ghost inside saying, don't do it. Though it looked good. Of course he's going to tell you don't smoke weed. Of course he's going to tell you don't drink booze. Of course he's going to tell you don't riot in the streets. But I'm talking about good things sometimes. But little did I know that the job I had, I would be laid off for two months a week later. Do you get what I'm talking about? So I'm talking about learning to trust him in all things. But Moses, Job, 
Peter, Paul, all went through a time that they were broken. Moses didn't learn in the palace. Moses, uh, Joseph didn't learn in the palace. He learned in the prison and in the pit. Paul learned his lesson in Romans 7. You can go read it. He didn't say, oh, what a mighty man I am. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. That goes completely opposite of a lot of preachers today. They want to find the good in you. But Paul said, in my flesh dwells no good thing. And if I don't learn that, then I'm going to miss it. And that's not a fun process. That's a terrible process. It's a rough process. And unfortunately, few make it through it, but they, that's because they don't know how to do it. And I'm, we're going to go there in just a minute. But Jacob was let, left alone and wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. Amen. He broke Jacob. Amen. He wrestled, wrestled with Jacob. Jacob wasn't giving up. It's not an easy transition from the flesh to the spirit. It's learned through much failure. What I just talked about, about a little truck situation, and I'm not, you're going to have to trust him for way bigger things than that. Trust that. But I'm just talking about two years ago, I would not have listened to that voice. I guarantee it. Just knowing myself, just knowing who I am, but we learn it through failure. You see how I saw two weeks later why God said no. Amen? But it just took a little time for me to see. You may not see the end result right away, but if you trust him. You see, it's not, it's not I act and then I, I, I see if God, you listen to God first. You see what I'm saying? He don't, he don't, he don't bend. He don't break. If you disobey him, you suffer the consequences. But if you listen to him, you'll see why. Amen? And you see, God ain't doing it so that you can be sad. Terrence, you can't get this truck because you like it and you would have fun in it. He's not saying that. He's saying, you can't pay for it. (laughs) So, don't get the thing. You see, we are his children. He is our father. Amen? And if I tell the kid, if I have two kids and I tell the one, son, don't get the cookie, don't get a cookie off the cookie sheet I set on the stove, and he gets it, but my other son did not know, and he came and got one, I'm going to be, there's gonna, I'm going to have to deal harsher with the one I just told, don't get the cookie. Amen? So God deals with everyone different. Amen? It ain't, it ain't, oh, he dealt with his brother this way. He's going to deal with me that way. He's not. Oh, David did that, so I'm going to do that. No, because you may not have time to learn what David went through. Because we're living on borrowed time, brother. If you ain't found that out yet, then today's the day you need to find that out. Times are getting rough. Amen? And we got to be ready. Amen? But, but so many, see, how many times have you heard growing up, be ready for the rapture? Amen? A million times. But I don't know if they, they said repent. I agree with that. But it goes further than that. Because I'm talking about a lifestyle. Amen? He's looking for a holy church. Amen? He's looking for a perfect, spotless bride. Amen? And you ain't going to stay perfect and spotless if you don't know how to live by faith because we walk by faith, not by sight. We, we, we fight 
not in the flesh, but the fight of faith. And we, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So I'm talking about a life of faith. See, victory, though, is not in wrestling, but surrendering. Amen? That's opposite of the world. Amen? That's opposite of the flesh. I got to say that again. Victory is not a result of wrestling, but surrendering. We think if I can just get, you ever, you ever, you ever, you ever thought, let's talk about sin for a moment. You ever thought, and this will help some of you, I don't know who, but it helped me when I heard it. If you, have you ever thought as a Christian, you, you're struggling with sin, you're beat up, and you don't struggle with a lot of things, but there might be that one thing there. And you think, if I can just get victory over that, then I'll be holy living, brother. I'll be just rocking, going forward with the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing will ever touch me again. If you ever think that, then you ain't thinking right. (laughs) Because it's going to be something else just down the road. But if he can get me through a, a lion and a bear, I said if he can get me through a lion and a bear, amen? I said if he can get me through a lion and a bear, then he will get me through that giant, whatever it is. Amen? Are you here? I'm talking about one thing after another, but there's a way to live it, and it is not in our own strength. It is not with a sword, with a spear, with a shield, but it is in the name of the Lord of hosts. Glory to God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified alone. Now I want to talk about walking in the Spirit just for a moment. What is walking in the Spirit? Now, 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 I got to bring this to Jacob because he planned in the flesh so much. He did so much by him. He tried to by himself. His life is on full display before us for these reasons to learn from what he did wrong. And so often he he wanted God his, 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 what he wanted was right. I'm not talking about someone just living crazy. I'm talking about wanting God but going about it the wrong way. Jacob was in this place. And he was up to this. We see him plotting, planning in the flesh with relying on himself, things like that. But he had to be broken. Amen before he, could, he would just cling to the Lord. And the Lord would say, let me go for the day breaks, because the, the Lord touched the hollow of his thigh. It was out of joint. All he could do was cling to the Lord. Do you get what I'm talking about? That's where God wants us. That's what the whole thing is about. You say, Brother Terrence, I keep trying and failing and trying and failing, and I want to live for God with all my soul, but I'm failing. I'm struggling. I'm falling short. I advise you to start just trusting the Lord. Amen. I'm talking about to overcome whatever that is. Because when Jacob learned, when Jacob clung to the Lord, when he would not let go, that's the lesson he needed to learn. Though it wasn't comfortable, though his thigh was out of joint, he had to learn. And there's only one way to learn it. 
and it's just through trial and error, so to speak. I don't, I mean, maybe I'd, I, that's the best way I know how to say it. But failure's never okay. Let me say that. Hello, sin is never okay. Uh, it, it'll take you further than you want to go. It'll cost you more than you want to pay. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay. And you'll be living like the devil himself before you even know it. And it's, 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 it's subtle. Amen? Very, very subtle. Amen? As subtle as when the serpent beguiled Eve. I'm talking about subtle. Amen? Before you know So sin is never okay. That ain't what I'm talking about here tonight. Or today. But, but walking after the Spirit. That's where God wants to get us to. But the flesh must be crucified. Amen? See, Paul learned that. I am crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20 Nevertheless I live, yet not I. See, not in my own strength. But Christ lives in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's how we live this thing. But that's right there what Paul said. Galatians 2.20 is walking in the Spirit. Let me tell you what walking in the Spirit is not. Walking in the Spirit is not doing spiritual things. Let me explain that. We people know Christians as they love Bible thumpers. They love their Bibles. They 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 read. They pray. Uh, they they witness to others. They do a lot of activities, things like that. But that never that is not walking in the Spirit. That's a result of walking in the Spirit. That's a result of living a life of faith. We we get the cart before the horse too many times. I'm talking about as great as it is to witness to souls. Me, Melissa and I, we went to Mexico the last August, almost been a year ago. Went over there and we met many people that, that, that had we not gone or had someone not reached out to them, they may have never been saved. They may have never had an opportunity to live for God. So thank God for sharing the gospel. Thank God that someone shared the gospel with me. Thank God that, that, that I don't care how you're living, share the gospel. Amen? Because God will use it. But that alone, you can't, you, you see what I'm saying? It's not a, some physical thing that brings about spiritual results. Brother G.E. Patterson said it so simply. He said, uh, in, external works can't change internal problems. <laughs> We've been trying to do that forever. And when you do that, it's, it's like a dog chasing its, its tail. Just round in circles. It never ends. And it's stupid as well. You see, it, it, it will not work. There's a way to go about it. And we're going to go there. But Jacob had to learn this, and it took him almost 20 years. Because when, 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 when his mom said, his mother, Rebecca said, flee to Laban. Because he had deceived Esau. Esau was, was going to chase him, was going to find him, was going to kill him. Uh, Rebecca was the mother of both of them, said flee to Laban. Little did they know, you see, there's always consequences to sin. That's what I'm talking about. Little did Jacob know when he fled. They, they, he, the Bible said for a few days, if I'm not mistaken, it turned into 20 years. And little did Jacob know he'd never even see his mother again. Because she would die before that he got back to where she was, and it took 20 years. 
So it ain't an easy transition from the flesh to the spirit. It's not a quick thing. There is no shortcuts. There is no easy ways. There is no, there is no two steps. There is no four steps. There is no 12 steps. There is no send your check to me and you'll be set free. There is no, 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 none of that. This is seeing God face to face. And seeing how he works and how he's dealing with you and how he's speaking to you and how he is wrestling with you. So walking in the spirit is not doing spiritual things, but it is, is, is learning to trust in the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But too often it's learned through, through failure after failure after failure after failure. And he said to Jacob, what is your name? The Lord already knew his name. <laughs> God don't just say things. Amen. God did not know his name. Amen. God knows your name. But do you? <laughs> Amen. I'm talking about, and, and this ain't good news, so to speak. But 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 we are a mess. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. Until you find out you're a mess. Until you find out you can't do it without holding his hand. Until you, you find out that, Lord, I can't live this thing on my own. But I want to and I will not let go until you bless me. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. So it's finding out who you are, but it's not finding out who you are and running from Jesus, but finding out who you are and running to Jesus. I'm talking about somebody ought to praise the Lord in this. I'm talking about this life of faith. I'm talking about, Lord, I know that you, you, my thigh is all messed up. It's out of joint. I know I've lost much of the world along the way. I lost friends. I lost family. I lost church family. My pastor's given up on me. But I will not let you go. Amen. I can't let go. I can't give up. I, the, the, there's no point in turning around. Amen. I came too far to look back. I went through too many valleys. I went through too many rivers. I went through too many trials. And Lord, you've been so faithful. But would you forgive me and I will not let go until you bless me. Glory to God. I said I won't let go. I said I won't let go. I don't care who's looking. Amen. Lord, I'm not serving you because I want to look good. I'm serving you because I love you. I'm serving you because you died for me. I'm serving you because you are God. I'm serving you because there is none beside thee. I'm serving you because you are good. I'm serving you because you are Jehovah God. And though I failed, though I blew it, though I messed up a million times, I will not let go except you bless me. And show me how to get through this problem. Amen? This is, this, is, this is it. I can't let go. Glory to God. I can't let go. Been through too much. Been, been through way too much. We came way too far. Amen? To look back. There's nothing in this world worth turning around to see. They can have all that hell they want. 
This world don't satisfy, but Jesus satisfies. Amen? Have you, have you experienced that for yourself? Amen? If you have not, then today is your day. Amen? And He will satisfy. Glory to God. I'm talking about something that's real. I'm talking about a process that's real. I'm talking about I cannot let go. I'm talking about I cannot let go until I get my blessing. Already get, do you want a blessing? <laughs> do you want a blessing, brother? I'm talking about I want a blessing. I'm talking about I need a blessing. And it don't got to be even the blessing I want, but it can be his blessing because he knows what's best. You see what I'm talking about? He knows what's best. And he's going to give you, he's going to fill you to overflowing. May not be in the way you thought, not be when you thought, may not be how you thought, but it will happen. And when it does, you're going to know it. Glory to God. And you're going to have a testimony. Does anybody have a testimony of how the Lord brought them through? I got a few testimonies. Won't even go into them. We'd be here all night. But I do know, just to sum it up, he's never failed me yet. Amen? He's never failed me yet. Glory to God. Glory to God. I see a lot of seasoned saints in the, in the house this morning. I see a lot, a lot of young at hearts in the house this morning. But you didn't probably just get saved a year ago. And if you did, that's fine. But you're still here. You're still standing. Because he did something for you. Glory to God. Glory to God. But I love talking to seasoned saints because, because I learned something. Amen? I'm talking about sitting down and shutting up and learning something. Because when I think I know, amen, what I think I know must be stripped and shattered. Amen? And in order for him to fill me, what I think I know, what I've been holding on to, which is really self. That must be crucified with Christ, and it's not a bad thing, though, even though it sounds a little rough, and it's going to be a little rough, and it's going to hurt your feelings a, a few times, a hundred million times, but at the end of the day, when you lay your head on your pillow, when you know that I trusted in the Lord, and he brought me through, and it, everything was okay, then you're going to start praising him. Glory to God. You're going to start praising him. Some of you in here, you ain't praised him in two, seven, eight, nine months. But you can start praising him now for what he's going to do. Glory to God. I'm talking about it's faith, faith, faith alone. When you trust him. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm talking about when you trust him. It's, it's, I, mm, it's, it's good. Because you, 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 you tremble. You fear, you're scared, you're worried. It's, it's, it brings you to the edge sometimes. But when you trust Him and you see Him work without you lifting so much as a finger, then you give Him all the praise that He deserves. You see what I'm talking about? We don't just praise God for what He does, but for who He is, that He even cares. Amen? And, not, and, and it's so much more than that. But like I said, he's your father and he wants to bring you through. Glory to God. And he will. Then you've got to start looking at yourself as his child. Because if not, he's going to be a God that's up in the heavens somewhere getting ready to smack that hammer on you whenever you mess up. 
but I'm talking about he's your father. I'm talking about your, your, your mama may love you, your daddy may love you, your wife may love you, your uncles may love you, but they don't love you like Jesus loves you. I'm talking about a God that cares. I'm talking about a God who's there. I'm talking about a God that loves us. And he teaches us these lessons same way you would teach your child a lesson. He teaches us lessons. They don't always feel good, but down the road we will see, Lord, you are good because you brought me, you spared me from what would have hurt me even though I thought it would have been good. Amen? But Jacob, it took him 20 years to learn this. I'm reminded of Aaron and Hur, Exodus chapter 17, when, when, when uh, they went up against Amalek down in the valley. Moses, Aaron, Hur stayed up on the mountain. Moses sat on the rock. I said victory is not in wrestling, but in surrendering. I, I'm going to say it again. Victory is not in wrestling but surrendering, giving up. And, and you know what that is when you're struggling and you're fighting and it's hard to just, to just Lord, I, I give up. Because you care. You want a relationship with God. You want to live it right. But, and you're afraid if I just give it up, it's not in your hands. Amen? Spurgeon said, your, it's not your hold on Christ that saves you, but His hold on you. Amen? So I'm talking about trusting God and when they were up against Amalek, they would have lost if it were not for the Lord just to cut it straight. And that's how it always was with Israel. Israel went through what they went through to learn to trust God at the Jericho walls. How can the walls fall from walking around them? Amen? How can we, we came to a Red Sea and we look back, Pharaoh and his armies on their way right now. But what does God say? Amen? He turns the he, he he parts the sea. If he can part a red sea, he can change any problem in your life. A lot of problems we think are bad ain't even bad, but God still cares about them. Amen? But Aaron and Hur held up Moses' arms as Moses sat on the rock. That was a type of Christ, the type of the Holy Spirit. And so when I'm going through something, so when I'm struggling, when I'm fighting, if I hold up my hands on my own, you see, Mo Moses' arms would get tired and Aaron and her would have to hold them up. And that's a type, again, of Christ and the Holy Spirit helping us. He ever lives to make intercession for us. When we try to fight, we get tired, we get weak, we get worn. And sitting on the rock is a type of resting in Christ. And so what do I do when I'm in a battle of my life? What do I do when I'm about to die? What do I do when I'm on the edge spiritually? I surrender and I praise. Yeah. Glory to God. I said I surrender and I praise. I surrender and I praise the Lamb that was slain for me. Glory to God. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Anything that comes against... So I'm talking about trusting Him this morning. Amen? Amen? I'll be closing in a moment, but it was a fight of faith. How will we fight, though? Will we fight the flesh? Will we fight with our faith? Amen? In Christ. And see Him work. See, that's what it really is, is trusting that He's going to show up in my time of need 
I know what time I would like it to happen, but he knows what time that it needs to be, the exact moment. May not come when you want it, but it'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. We're going to sing that one day. But he's an on-time God. That song wasn't just written. I'm sure it was written for a reason. Amen? But right when you think you're going down, amen, when you're in the ship and it's about to sink, and it seems like Jesus sleeping on the back of it, he already, he ain't worried. He knows. And it ain't only that he's going to come through. It ain't even hard for him to come through. Amen? He specializes in things thought impossible. But Jacob, fast forward and past this chapter. Down the road, he has his children. He has Joseph. He has 12 sons. Joseph, one of them. Joseph was his favorite. You know the story. He gave him the coat of many colors. Amen? type of the anointing, some say. And Joseph was his favorite. And Joseph had dreams. Won't take the time to go into those, but they were prophetic. And his brothers hated him for those dreams. His brothers, uh, they knew that he was Jacob's favorite, and they hated him for that. The flesh, again, never agrees with that which is spiritual. But... Joseph, this is again, this is Jacob down the road. And remember I told you he deceived his father into giving him the birthright um, because Isaac was about to give it to Esau. But nevertheless, down the road Jacob has his sons. Joseph was his favorite, gave him the coat of many colors. His brothers, 11 of them, went to, to feed the flock in a place called Shechem. He told Joseph to go meet them. They went first. He said, Joseph, go meet them for me. Things like that. And they saw him. This is in the Bible. (laughs) Trust this. This is what? uh, Genesis 37, 36. Joseph goes to meet them. And as he's in the distance, the brothers said, here's the dreamer. (laughs) They, 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 They said it sarcastically. Here comes the dreamer. This is our chance. Uh, let's let's kill him, essentially. Let's take him out. But one of the brothers there, Reuben, says, no, let's not kill him because we don't want his blood on our hands. Let's, let's put him in this pit. You see, he went from the pit to the prison to the palace. You know the story. I'm not going to go into all that, but just know that Joseph learned what he had to learn in the pit, in the prison. Again, not the palace, but... They had the coat of many colors. They stripped him of his coat, threw him in the pit, essentially to starve to death. So at least it wouldn't be that they just outright killed him. And they take the... Then they come back, and they sell him into slavery. Long story short. But they take the coat of many colors, and they said... And now again, this is Jacob's favorite son, Joseph was. This is Jacob years later. He takes the coat, they take the coat of many colors, soak it in animal blood, and they take it to Jacob and said, a beast has, a wild beast has devoured your favorite son, Joseph. And that would have liked to kill Jacob, as you could imagine. And it said that Jacob was sorrowful for many, many, many days. You see, Jacob had to deal with, there's no shortcuts. Amen. Once you come through one, like he did here, 
when he wrestled with the Lord or when the Lord wrestled with him, that wasn't the end of it all. But again, down the road, you see, what am I saying though? When his son came to him, or when they came to him with the coat of many colors, drenched in animal blood, said he was dead, that would have confused him like you wouldn't have believed. Because cause, cause Joseph was the chosen one. He, was the, the, he dreamed prophetic dreams. Jacob knew that the hand of God was on his son Joseph, and that's why he gave him the, the coat of many colors as well. So why would God allow my son to be eaten by a wild beast? You get what I'm, ta I'm talking about inward and outward things you've got to trust him for. That inward trickles into a job. It tr trusting him for a job. That inward comes to trusting him for promotion and you not trying to get it yourself. That inward uh, comes to trusting him for finances when they're just not there. All those things. And when you lose a loved one, maybe they're young. Maybe they were 20, 30 years old, had no reason to die, but yet they did you know that he's in control of all things, even though you will never understand it. But little did Joseph know, or Jacob know, that Joseph actually wasn't dead. But you talk about an opportunity to walk away. It would have been right then. He could have said, God, I don't understand. It could have got him bitter. But what do they say? Trials will make you bitter or they'll make you better. And Jacob learned that lesson, and he did not allow that, even as terrible as that was, he didn't allow that to ruin his relationship with God. So no matter what comes, no matter in what shape or form or fashion it comes, it's all trusting him. No one can learn this lesson for us. And what happened? Jacob's name, when he admitted who he was, was turned into Israel, a prince with God. You have power with God and men and have prevailed. You learn the lesson, essentially. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel or Peniel, however you would say it, for I have seen God face to face. Singers and musicians, would you come up this morning? He's seen God face to face. And he said, my life is preserved. That's what we need. Is to see God face to face, learn his ways. We don't just live it how we think it should be, but our way isn't even, his way's better than ours anyway. It ain't about you don't get what to, to do what you want to do. It's about him teaching you how to live by faith. Because that's what's best, amen. He knows what's best this morning. Would you stand with me? I don't know who this again was for. I would have loved to, to preach something else, but I couldn't get this past me. Someone in here, you need to trust him with whatever that thing is, be it inward or outward. In the moment that you do, that doesn't mean everything is just going to go away and you're not going to have another problem. But I want to open up these altars and you coming forward is a type of saying, Lord, I surrender this situation. I surrender my life. I surrender myself.
to you. Amen. As they sing it, would you make yourself a place at this altar this morning? that thing is that you can think of maybe you just want to spend time and just remind the Lord Lord here I am I don't want to live I can't live this thing I'm out I don't know about you but that's what I've been saying ever since I got Lord I can't live this thing without you but I know that you have better plans and Lord I need you every hour you see it's a lifestyle if you're willing to surrender amen this morning to him these altars are open there's so much truth in what came out of uh, Terrence's mouth and the Holy Spirit speaking through him. But again, that victory is not in the wrestle. It's in surrender. And I can't help but what kept coming to me. There's some pride in this place that needs to fall away. Because you'll never surrender if you're proud. Today is the day. Today is the day that you surrender to him. It don't matter. We don't, we don't, I don't even need to know. Nobody needs to know. But you need to surrender. You need to lay down the pride. Deny yourself. Lay down the pride and surrender to Him. Because He can never work through a proud person. If you've wondered how, when, what, where, I can tell you it's found in Him and it's found in surrender. I want you to sing again and I want you to surrender. Whatever it is. I know we say it can be anywhere, but I encourage you strongly to come and lay it at His feet. Lay it at His feet. Because He's here to move today in your behalf. Go ahead and sing it. While I was praying, I was just kind of taken back to different places or moments in my life where I didn't need a grand piano and the shout and the scream and everything else to be reminded that I'm victorious. In, in my younger day, when I would go specifically to cross-country meter swimming, swimming I, I did both, but 
I didn't need to be hyped up to know that I was going to win. But it came through preparation and, and, and all of those things. But saying that to say this, that I know I am victorious in Christ Jesus. Because it's already been prepared. Listen, David said, thou prepares a table for me and the presence of my... It's already been prepared for us. And, and I'm just going to sit down and enjoy. Thank God that we're victorious in Christ. I want to encourage you tonight. If you're married, if you're thinking about being married, please, if you're married, still think about being married. But you, listen, I don't, I don't normally, I, I'm going to tell you, you need to be here tonight. I know there's a million things to do, but nothing could be more important than your relationship first with the Lord in that marriage and your relationship with your spouse. You need to be here tonight. Everything else can wait. I don't typically do this, but you need to be here. Because we're going to talk about the Christian marriage, the relationship, the family unit. He's the head. If you care about your spouse, and I, I, I'm, please don't, I'm not begging, not because of me, but because of the Word of God. If you love your spouse, be here tonight. If you love your spouse, tune in tonight. But if you're here, don't tune in tonight. Be here tonight. Be here tonight. We love you guys. If you feel the Lord has blessed you, I want you to uh, continue to be a blessing to others. But bless this young man and lady. God's good. He's good. His promise to you, Melissa and Terrence, you haven't even tasted. You haven't even began to experience how good He is and how real He is. God is faithful. Bless this young man and lady, if you will. Be blessed and we'll see you tonight.